Hey, welcome to the After Horror Podcast, After Dark. These will be a sporadic episodes on interesting subject matter that fall into our wheelhouse. Sometimes interviews, sometimes true crime, and sometimes just us talking shit. Uh, uh, that's that's in our wheelhouse all the time. It is, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, We're experts in talking shit. Yeah, I'm Paul. Uh, I'm Dan. Of I'm course. Chris. Uh, Mike isn't here, um, but we have a guest. Um, as it's come up on the podcast a few times before, I do martial arts, Brazilian jiu-jitsu to be precise. Um, at the gym I train at, I'm lucky enough to have met a lot of very interesting, very varied people. But none more so than our guest for this episode, Dave Bleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, carpenter, BJJ Black Belt, MMA and BJJ Champion, and a goddamn dumb man. Welcome, Dave. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Mate, thanks for me. you're like a proper badass, aren't you? <laughs> I was... Uh... Yeah, nice. Took <laughs> <laughs> to, to me a while to think of that. I was rewording it and everything. Yeah, uh, so we, we just jump straight into it. Dave, what made you want to become a stuntman? Um, Why not? Because it's fucking cool to turn around and say, yeah, I'm a stuntman. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, good question. I was at our fight gym yep. we go to uh, that night, randomly, um, our coach turned around to me and said, um, you thought about fighting MMA and... I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I knew I wanted to do a bit more than carpentry, but I felt a bit lost. But I mean, that's a big leap from carpentry. I was to just fighting. thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I've always been into like martial arts my whole life. And he said, "Do you want me to put you on the next show?" And I said, "I'm, I'm no contender. I don't want to waste your time. I'm just enjoying it as I go." So he's like, "Fair enough." And then that night, a guy came in, never met him before. We sparred for about five minutes, and then. Had a little chat with him after, and just said, oh, so what do you do?" He goes, "I'm a stuntman." That's a real fucking job. That's actually the, <laughs> that's real. That's kind of like me talking to you. I was going to say, <laughs> you know how you felt then. <laughs> <Ta-da>! <laughs> there and then, there was just a switch. I was like, "I want to do that," and I said, "How do I do it? How, how do I do what you're doing?" And he told me what to train in and stuff. And then he said, "Oh, by the way, it would probably help if you have a few fights under your belt." So I was like. Oh, okay then. Yeah, Lee. Yeah, I'm on the next show, and and that's how that happened. That's such a mental reason to start fighting. Insane. My problem was I kept winning, which I only wanted to have three, and I probably got wrapped up into that for longer than what I should have done. But then it showed like towards my last fights, so I was just in it less and less because I'd got what I wanted. Didn't you start just winning by accident after? Man, <laughs> yeah, it's like. That must be heartbreaking to the people you fought. Yeah. I wasn't even, oh. I didn't even put like 100% effort in. I still kicked your ass. Yep. What? But my greatest shame was on my last fight, the whole team knew I was, it was apparently like the most well-known secret that I just didn't give a fuck about being there that night. And it was the one fight my Brazilian coach turned up to. Oh, now that, that's a big deal for those of you that don't know. A yeah. Brazilian Brazilian Jiu Jitsu coach is a big fucking deal. He's a BBBJJJC. Yeah. So I, I didn't even try. I didn't even turn up that fight. I was just like, I just want to go with my stunt training. I was foolish enough to win a belt. So you got to keep going. That's how I felt. And then I just didn't turn up. I lost. As soon as I lost, I'm being really honest here. Yeah, it's good. I was, I was so relieved. That I lost. I was like, oh, I can crack on with all the other stuff I need to crack on with. But then like a couple of days later, I just went off the wall because the shame, not the shame of defeat, but the shame of not trying at all kicked in. And that killed me. That was really tough. Again, like, your hardest opponent is always yourself. Yeah. I but, mean, you've made up for that in grappling since, right? I've won a competition <laughs> or two. Yeah. 
So, so what? How, like, what are we talking as far as your the competition standards? Like, how, how? I've never competed out of the country, which I should have done. I should have went to Euros. I've won the English and British in my division and most of my belts. When I have been able to compete, I haven't lost my division since 2013. But right. that's when I've competed. A lot of the time, as you get higher, especially for the bigger guys, there's less guys. So I found I had to go up north to find the bigger guys and a bigger division. So usually the British Open's quite good because at least you get a good couple of bouts. Mate, and we are mad. <laughs> yeah, right? Excellent. Good man. Uh, you do a screamer as well, right? Uh, I've tried it. A what? It's a stick fight. Filipino. Uh, so it's like machete fighting, but they use the sticks. Holy crap. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I must say I'm feeling slightly vulnerable, but in the one opposite. I haven't even started I'm yet. I'm range. What, what I do. <laughs> yeah, so um, martial art wise, um, when I was a kid, I was a war boy. I just, I wanted to join the, I was obsessed with the military and my mum and dad are warriors. Um, <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. So your whole life is just a big fuck oh, to them, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's probably how I got into martial arts because I think they tried to like refocus my energy and oh, go do karate when I was like in primary school. So went to karate, like Shotokan karate, as most kids do. Um, kids, Dan, you hear that? Kids. <laughs> I was like brown belt at 12 years old. Like you shouldn't be able to get a brown or a black belt no. at a kid's age. No. Now there's six-year-old black belts. Oh, no, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and you flick them away. Yeah. But, um, well, I mean, you could flick away half of the adult black belts as well. <laughs> look. But that's not what we're here for. Yeah, and then from that, I, I sort of drifted off a bit because, you know, you, you quickly realise it's a bit shit. And then my mum and dad, we always used to, like my brother, we always used to go to, like, museums. And I remember one year, I don't know how old I was, must have been, like, 12, we went to the Museum of Moving Image, Right. Back in the day, I don't, I don't think it's about anymore. There was an exhibition on it, a Kira Kurosawa exhibition. You could either sit down in the cinema and watch or just walk straight through. And as we walked in the door, it was the final end battle of Seven Samurai. Nice. And I, my jaw just dropped. I had to sit down. We watched it. And I remember my dad's like, we got to go. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and he just literally dragged me out. And then ever since then, I just had... An obsession with sword fighting. So I think when I was 16, I got into kendo, like Japanese fencing. Um, done that for six years. And on and off with the Ido, which is real swords, but it's just like katas and stuff. Probably towards my last year of kendo, I sort of realised, that must have been 2004, I realised that everything was going towards MMA and grappling. So lucky enough to... F- find out that there was a, a submission wrestling club in Strood, which is what CSA was, and never looked back. And you just realise, I, I think for a lot of traditional martial artists, because I've always came through Japanese martial arts, your first session with a grappler, or even like an MMA fighter, you just realise, oh, I don't know anything. It's eye-opening. <laughs> <You> just, <laughs> it is eye-opening. Yeah, you just... and. I think to especially to a lot of martial arts, you get if you get deep with it, you think, oh, maybe it is magical and mystical. Like maybe that does exist, and then it doesn't <laughs> at all. So I, I guess from my point of view, obviously, as you 
you got like as you go up, you got this image of martial arts and fighting, yep. and it's all very much uh, you stand there, you blow, uh, throw punches, you block them, and things like that. Grappling's grappling's one of those unknown things, unless you watch like the UFC or or something. And, and even when you watch the UFC at first, you're like, I, I don't get it. Like it's not entertaining. It's not. It doesn't seem to do anything. They're just holding each other on the floor and rolling around. Now, obviously, I've been watching UFC years now, um, religiously. I've watched it for, like, I've got it on Series Link. I'll make a point of just hours and hours of watching it. I can now see the skill behind grappling and how much more dangerous it is than actually those that just throw the punches. Why, why, why would you get into that when that's not the mainstream? I suppose that's to you as well, Paul, because you're in it as well. Like you, you come from like not. I don't think as strong a martial arts Ooh. background as him, but. You know, it's always been something that's interested you. Yeah, karate. I did karate for years. Yeah. What do we? What do we? Okay. What do we? Yeah. What do we? One, one of the two real styles. <laughs> I think from a striker's perspective, boxers or kickboxers, there's always that element of a lucky punch. So you'll find a lot more strikers probably don't want to back down to each other. There's not that. There's not as many humble people. I think in striking martial arts again because of that lucky punch and you never know until you go against each other but with grappling you got no idea how little you can do against someone who knows instinctively how to control you you got no idea I've seen it it's a really difficult thing to try and explain to people too but again I've only been able to appreciate watching vast amounts of UFC episodes or um, things where you've had strikers against Grapplers, you've had wrestlers against grapplers, you've had strikers versus strikers, strikers versus wrestlers. Like, seeing all the combinations, and it's always the BJJs that come out absolutely on top because they just put you in positions and hand... It's the handling that gets gets me. It's not... They, they, everything they do is thought out. There's a, a process, there's a reason behind doing it. That They are literally handling you. It's not they just put you there because that's the, the safest place to be or... You're there because they're two moves ahead, and if you're not careful, they're going to be breaking your arm or whatever the case may yeah. be. Like, and when you when you roll with a black belt, mate, it's like honestly, you you don't realise how vulnerable you are <laughs> as a human being, and like to make another man literally give up or die. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Whether it be die or have at least multiple limbs broken, like. <laughs> The, the thought of an arm bar or a leg bar um, just makes me cringe because I'm not flexible. So when when you see their arms bending back on the episode, I'm like, I, mine couldn't do that. You would have broken my arm just then. Yeah, some people have got weird joints. Though. Yeah, I know. Freaks. <laughs> yeah. I, I pers- I'm really grateful that I got into grappling before the Brazilians just took over. So um, we were doing a lot more submission wrestling. I've done a lot more freestyle wrestling. I think wrestling is the most dominant form of fighting but you look at the early ufc wrestlers were more dominant but the brazilian because they weren't attacking and sub- going for submissions and that's if someone is just trying to submit you they will catch you if you're not trying to submit them back it is ne- inevitable that you're going to get caught it's but- also it's also knowing um the setup moves when they they put their legs in positions or they're they're putting yeah, putting you in a certain position. To oh. you, it looks like they've just moved somewhere. It's human chess. Uh, it's it's such a, a well-crafted art yeah. that... Yeah. Yeah. But throwing a punch and just hitting somebody, is, it's fun to watch as a, a watcher, but it doesn't, you know, 
you get street ballers that can throw punches. Again, they, that lucky punt. But it's very rare you're going to get a lucky submission. I don't My, know if I've ever heard of a lucky submission. Yeah, I mean, I used to call it the you've peasant's never, You've joke. never seen me roll. Yeah. <laughs> the guillotine, where you just... I used to call it the peasant's choke because in MMA, people would just like rush in to take you down and just pop their head straight under your arm. And the amount of fights I saw, people just fall back and they've guillotined them. Anyone could get that. So that's, I think that was the only one I could see that was like a lucky choke. But um, going back to the wrestling thing, um, you look now and now the wrestlers understand the jiu-jitsu. Wrestling is just coming, is just back to being more dominant, I, I think. But again, it's all, especially with grappling, you'll find your own style quite quickly. I say quickly, it's still like a couple of years <laughs> before you like find your feet. But um, for me personally, like my style, I, I lean a bit more towards wrestling now. Now I understand submissions. Damn. I also think, uh, especially in America, because uh, wrestling comes through... Their schools, it's just a different mentality on you just got to win. It's a different sport, though. Yeah. I mean, like, it's grappling, you know, say grappling's, it's all the same, just different rule sets. But, like, wrestling is so constant, like, if you know what I mean by that. Like, with, uh, yeah. with like, jiu-jitsu, you can slow things down, you can hold people, you can pause it. But wrestling isn't like that. It's just constant go, 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 go. Yeah. That's why I don't I've, like it. <laughs> I've competed once in freestyle. And it just it got to the point where I'd been doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for so long. You, you can see fads come in. So the last couple of years, foot locks and leg locks, it's like a big fad thing at the moment. So everyone's just playing that game. And so we used to train that as soon as someone's level drops, you drop as well. So you like sprawl as hot, as heavy and as quick as you can. But now people just sit down. So there's no quick threat. This is how I see it. There's no quick threat. So people don't drop. So then everyone's just getting caught up with foot locks and leg locks. So I, and where I'm lucky enough to, not old school, but where it was all submission wrestling more, and it was like, you know, take them down hard and fast. I wanted to, I missed that a bit. So I went back to freestyle wrestling and uh, I jumped in a competition and I was told, don't worry, it's not a big comp. I was like, okay, cool. Turned up. Members of the GB team were there. There was Ooh. a team from France, a team from Italy had come over. What? And I turned around and went, you motherfucker. <laughs> you, you said this was just like a good beginner's one. He goes, ah, oh, shut up and get on with it. So I was like, okay. So my first match, I didn't even know the rules. And I still don't today. So luckily enough, I just like annihilated the first guy. And so the second match, I was against a Bulgarian national wrestler. That just sounds scary. Yeah. That, <laughs> literally, that, you're going up against a, a, a Bulgarian... No, 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 I'm not. Yes, I've already mentally submitted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we engaged, and I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. Obviously, it's my fault. And he was staying low, and he was like, trying to grip up, and I'm trying to break his grip, and then the ref kept stopping it and saying to me, you've got to attack. I was like, I'm, I'm doing what he's doing. So we carried on. Whistle went again. And I didn't realise it because he's lower than I am. He's coming off more aggressive. What? Uh, yeah, I, I know. So then he penalised me and said, you've got 60 seconds. I'm like, for what? I, I don't even know what the... F- I don't even know what I'm doing. I d- and I didn't know if it was 60 seconds to get a point or to win. So I literally just turned around to my corner and went, how do I win like straight out? He went, pin him. I was like, okay, cool. And because of... From the jiu-jitsu, like, you can scramble fast. I was like, Okay, cool. 
I'm going to take him down. And this was like my favourite throw because his corner started shouting out, relax, relax, he's got nothing. Don't worry, don't worry. I thought, you can't. <laughs> so I wrapped his arm, my favourite throw, and then literally just, you sort of do like half a suplex where you just spin and throw him. And as soon as we hit the floor, because I was on mount and I just pinned him and got a pin on one. Uh, yeah, that was a great feeling. And then I had about another three or four more matches to get to the final. Got to the final, and I was just going through people by pinning because I'm just falling back on what worked, scrambling. What worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I couldn't pin this dude. And uh, he ended up winning by points. And he turned around to me and went, oh, um, you know, great match. Well done. I went, oh, how long, where do you train? He goes, oh, I trained with the GB team for the last eight years. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. He went, what about you? I went, oh, it's my first one. <laughs> he went, oh, uh, okay. Cool. Yeah, good experience. Well, what a beautiful thing to be able to say to someone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I just did this for fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the I didn't, car even, park. I didn't even know the rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw something was going on. I thought I'd come in. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should move on to stunts. What What is involved in becoming a stuntman? Right. So in this country, there is a stunt register, which has a list of skills. So once you get to a certain grade and you pass an official test, you have to have 60 days on set. It's all changed now. So this is the thing that stunts me. So I'm, I've said I'm, I'm not officially on the register. I'm not in the club and I wouldn't be considered stunt. As soon as I leave the country, which I have, you're a stuntman. Yeah, did you recently, uh, you worked on Cursed which was the new Netflix show with Catherine Langford. Yep. Which you're in quite a lot. Quite a lot. And actually a lot more than what you think yeah, because well, I have to wear masks and helmets to hide your face for continuity. But it's a good show. Yeah, so the the in this country, you can still do stunts. Uh, I was training for the register. On the, the grade was going to change the whole system. And I was racing to get in for that last hand and got injured. Took me out of my last skill. So I didn't get to hand in. But I could still be employed. I got loads of credits. So when you say skill, what what does that? What is a skill, for example? So a skill would be fighting skill, um, falling. So either trampolining or high diving. Oh, I was gonna say I fall all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I've got that. As skill long as you down. can roll and then do it another <laughs> six times, right? You can definitely roll. <laughs> Horse riding, motorbikes, driving. So you, I think they sort of aim it that you sort of get to an instructor level, roughly. Sort of that level, so they could just give you an actor to train with. And technically, they should be fine because you're technically sort of instructor level. Let them just make it You up. do a lot of horse work, right? Yeah, a bit, um, I sort of thought that there wouldn't be a lot of big guys that can ride. Because I was lucky enough to have a trade as a job, so I had a constant flow of money. A lot of people skip riding, it gets expensive. But I, I thought, well, it's probably not a lot of big guys. I thought there was a gap. So I'd done that, and it turns out there's a few. There's a couple of big guys, but uh, I just got wrapped up into... I was going to one team, just training. Yeah, started doing jobs for them. So it's going okay. On Cursed, you can't see it, but I do a jerk back, which is when you're tied to a rope to a harness they pull a weight and you just go flying oh, oh. off of a horse where well, it's like a, a mock-up of a horse fuck me so, I, the horses terrify me so i'm scared shit this <laughs> man they're, they're cool <laughs> very clever 
I just kept saying to him, like, are we, are we dying today? Because we've done so many scenes. <laughs> are we dying today? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've done so many scenes of, like, the same group of monks riding. We must be getting to somewhere. Like, because you don't know. You just turn up. This is the scene. You do it. And then you're getting... And because they don't film in order, you're, like, trying to, like, work out what's going on. And then one day I was like, are we dying yet? Can we, you know, <laughs> can we just go? And she's like, funny enough, yeah, uh, we do, you're all dying today. Yes! <laughs> And then it turned out to two of you are dying. There were two Spanish. So the Spanish riders are like the best in the world. They're like another level. So when people say to me, oh, can you ride? I was like, I can stay on. (laughs) I wouldn't consider myself a stunt rider. I mean, I ride with stunt riders. They're amazing. I just don't look as much of a prick. (laughs) (laughs) Me. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's out of focus. So they turn around and they done the two kills, and they turn around and went, "No, no, we want to kill three people, three riders." I was like, <gasps> "Me?" Yeah, and so they they knew straight away. I was like, literally dying to die. <laughs> so they uh, called me up, and they had a rope um, a rope system set up off a JCB oh, <laughs> on a blue screen, and like we're just on a rig of a fake horse, and then um, they just. Find a pick point on your on your harness, and my mum was on the hip to be a bit different. So it's all out of focus, but you just see me in the back going like flying up in the air because it was on curse. It was like the, she has control of nature, and the trees were just like ripping all the riders out. Yeah, so that was my first riding job. That sounds pretty amazing. It's cool. It really does. So, what's your first? What's the first thing you ever worked after my MMA fight? And they've made it quite hard to try and get into stunt. You know, like five years ago, still like. A bit more old school mentality. They wanted it closed doors. It's just, it was really hard. There was like no community really. So like a boys club kind of thing. Isn't it? Yeah. So I rang up the stunt guy who I sparred with. I said like, there must be some form of education. There's, there's nothing. You just got to get on with the skills. But just because you're a good gymnast doesn't mean you're a performer. So he said, oh, well, I've heard good things about the British Action Academy. Go check that out. So I went there and it, it that was a coordinator and a bunch of stunt guys who were teaching screen combat for background fighters. So basically the guy who ran the course, he was sick and tired of training extras for a fight scene. All up close to the camera, it looks great. Because normally you have an actor with the stunt team. The stunt team's around the actor and then you've got the, the extras. And so when you look at certain films, the background fighting is awful. But he got sick and tired of that. So he tried to uh, create an academy to teach basic screen fighting. It was working. It was doing really well. And a lot of stunt trainees just flocked to it. And still, to this day, it's probably the most valuable thing I learned for um, screen fighting. And again, as I came in as a martial artist, I used to think, you know, you just go in the back, pull your punches. (laughs) Come on. They do four courses of... Each course is three days, and it just gets more and more intense every time. And um, after day one of the first course, I was shell-shocked. Did not anticipate the level of performing that comes to it. I just thought, pull your punches and have a fight. And uh, in fact, one of my friends that I came up with dropped out after the first day. Really? He's like, I'm not going back. <laughs> wow. Is there, I suppose there's an element of acting to it, right? Yeah. Like quite a big yeah. element. And again, like... some. I don't know why, I'll just totally overlook that. And by the third day, I'm like literally rocking on my chair. <laughs> I go, oh, I don't know about this, I don't know. But one of the instructors, he was he was a fighter, but he talked to me <laughs> as a fighter and not as an actor. Right. And he just gave me a little pep talk. I was like, okay, cool. And I never looked back. But it's I guess it, it's, got to, it's got to look right on the camera because yes. it's easy to throw a punch, but it, 
It doesn't like yeah. it, it doesn't look it, it doesn't look good. Yeah, it will do the job and it will put someone on their ass. Yeah. like as a fighter, but for a screen, you want to see the elbow come back and it fully come like yeah. so you can see that that was a punch yeah. being thrown. Yeah, I guess it's got to be prettier, isn't it? it that's the word. Yeah. More importantly, it's the other person receiving the punch. He or she is selling that punch. Mm. So if you throw a good punch and the reaction's wrong. It all, it's all crap. Which, you, which I've seen, we've all seen, like in yeah. films and TV. Yeah, there's some terrible... Yeah. Like, And the awareness, you've always got to have that awareness of where the camera is to hide that gap when you punch. They always say as well, like, martial artists, because you're a bit more confident in your ability, you just want to get a little bit closer, a little bit closer, a little bit closer, until an accident happens. Yeah. So essentially all your interests le- lent into stunt yeah. work just perfectly. Yeah. Again, I shot... I started, I think, when I was 18, started leaning back to, like, looking in the Marines. Oh, like, I did too. Get back I actually the... went down to sign up. Really? Yeah, but luckily I got distracted <laughs> by a sandwich shop, of all things, <laughs> and didn't. And I'm, I'm really glad I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, back to this sandwich shop. How, what, what was the sandwich you had? <laughs> Blueberry Park in yeah, I know the one. Yeah. It's not there anymore, sadly. <laughs> I miss it. Yeah, so um, I just wanted the knowledge, and the more knowledge not to look as shit on camera. Yeah, once it... Um, because of the levels, and especially it's so much harder as you go, yeah, the, I think the obsession was reaching that next level and improving yourself. And like along the way, like the guys and girls I met, the thing you all have in common is just play fighting. And that is like, we'll go into this later, but this is like the team I'm with now. Uh, we're still the same group, very close. I've uh, trained with each other a long time, filmed a lot with each other. I guess that's what you want as well, because it builds trust. Yeah. Because there are so many cunts in film. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of backstabbers. You pour so much Just, just as a bit of background, this is why we didn't say Dave's full name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Dave might not be his real name. Yes. <laughs> it seems to be everyone's friends until someone looks bad and then the knives are out. Right. But the group we're in, there's none of that. Like everyone's loyal. Everyone, you just trust each other. And, and when it works, like... You get to play. You get paid to play fight with your friends. It's the best <laughs> job ever. That sounds amazing. <laughs> training for the stunts. Honestly, I, I just wanted to get them for the fighting. <laughs> and you have to do so much to cut because they want a jack of all trades. So you can just turn up. You can fight. You can fall. You can drive. You can die. And then it was very hard to ask that question of, I just, I just want to fight. That's what I enjoy. I don't I don't care about the rest. I don't care about the big gags. I just, as cool as they are and as much money you get for them. Anyway, I um, carried on with all the courses, done them all. Um, we started getting work. Everything we trained for was working. It proved it was a good system. But again, we got jumped on because they don't... Because they like it a closed house. Right. So it's... Like other countries will have academies and schools, like proper... Like France have an awesome stunt school. Pretty sure Hungary does them. Like obviously, the Hong Kong, Korea... like. They got awesome schools, but over here it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit of a downer. It's because everyone's too busy playing polo and <laughs> toffing around all over the yeah. place. So, oh, what, what, chaps? So, but like, no one, no one wants you to learn. It's like really, you have to. It's a lot of gatekeeping. Yeah, yeah. You have to do. You have to put up with a lot of shit, and because they put up with a lot of shit, you should have to put up with a lot of shit. And because it was hard for them, it should be hard for you. It was just, it was just a weird, yeah, weird environment. That, that sounds really demoralising. Yeah. Yeah, really, demoralizing. I can imagine it, yeah, it's quite elitist as well. Yeah, yeah. that's a good way of putting yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the whole bad management. That whole that whole thing around, you know, the people that climb the ladder and pull it up behind them. So that yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, and it just breeds like a really asshole attitude. 
That's not good right, for anybody. It, it, no, no, it doesn't have to be. So when you go on a set, if it's a good set, like Curse. Curse was awesome. Everyone was nice. And it just worked. And it was just like a pleasure to go to work. I found that bigger the project. So again, I'm not in the register. So when I get stunt contracts, it's mostly for fighting, which I'm more than happy with. But I've noticed like the big films, you be you wouldn't believe how unorganized the bigger the film is. It's just like it's just chaos. <laughs> yeah, that does seem a bit. But it's it's sort of more industrial, right? The way oh, it is. Okay. So it's like, well, on paper you're that. So fuck off over there until we need you. Right. But so it's more rigid. Yeah, yeah, and then when it's a smaller project, especially like it's a lot more easier going TV film a bit faster. So you're not doing like the same scene all day. It's like the classic hurry up and wait. Yeah. (laughs) Star Wars, you'll you'll do a whole scene for a day and you'll do every possible angle because they've got the money to do it. But yeah, they film a bit faster, so it's a bit more fun. I was going to say, I can imagine that's more fun for you because it's uh, you're moving on to the next stunt. You're not just repeating the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So then my first job, we've been doing a lot of battle scenes and fight scenes through the academy. And then one day I got a phone call and there was a, a boxing scene against an actor and they said all the guys that are big enough to fight him on, from the register are all busy. So this is when it's sort of acceptable to start branching out. And because I was a trainee and I'd been through all the academy and been doing all the work, um, I got a phone call saying, like, do you want to do it? So that was my first job and I was just like three days of um, just boxing. Uh, and it was great. Uh, the actor was really nice. That always helps. Was that was that Jer- Jeremy Piven? Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, he was in there. Because it's my first job, you just want to go that extra mile. So there's me, like, in the makeup artist, comes over, start, keeps painting your face. I was like, do you want me to just give myself a black eye? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, God, no. <laughs> it's, like, it's, all, it's all right. Is it? Don't worry. You know, I, I mean, you don't know what I've done last night. It's like, it's, it's not a problem. She's like, no, no, of course not, of course not. I was like, oh, okay. I look like a right weirdo. <laughs> so I turned around to the coordinator. I was like, should I just give myself a black eye? He's like, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> so like, there's me, like like a crazy man, like tucked around the corner in between takes, just like smashing myself in the face, like <laughs> to like puff up my eyes. <laughs> and then like rubbing my back on the rope so it all looks like I'm just like fucked. <laughs> my back's all red raw. And by day two, he's like, you're bleeding. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> this is why we have a makeup department. I was like, oh. but again, it's like your first job. You just want to show, like, I just want to smash it. Yeah, I've got a can-do attitude. Yeah. <laughs> and then the funniest thing is again because it's your first job, it's important. You say funniest. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it, top that. <laughs> time comes that it's on the on the TV. And you're like, this is it. This is this is my moment. This, you know, I felt pain for this. Like, it's going to be really good. It's going to be. It's gone. Oh. God damn oh, it. yeah, that's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I won't be giving so myself So that's why, you got to be a better actor. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, yeah. So, um, uh, this just reminded me, didn't you work on Peggy Blinders as well? Yes. Um, it was just, I think it was season two. It was just holding back an actor, but um, Sam Neill was there. Oh, excellent. And it was, um, same thing. I'll tell you what, what a nice guy. It's really? so nice when you f- meet certain actors. So at lunch... Sam Neill on the bus with all the with everyone. Wow! And I've never seen an actor do that. 
And he would. The funny thing about filming is where it's so ridiculous, where you're not allowed to talk to an actor, you're not allowed to approach him, or you get fired. Oh it is God. like the hierarchy is insane on the set. But then you can see there's reason. I was going to say I, I I I can see probably why because you know being a an actor they don't get approached every five seconds. They yeah. just won't be able to get on with their job, yeah. and I can imagine that's frustrating for them. So you have to put that that line in. It sounds harsh, but. It's just ultimately but, but more productive. You, but you wonder, like, would that happen? Because you're on a set with you'd hope oh, professional people. Oh, really? Of course you would. You get some fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, mate, they'll just bowl up to him. You're right, mate, how you doing? I don't know if you remember me. I've done a scene with you like five years ago. Oh, I was like the fifth no. guy in the 10th row. Like, yeah, 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 cool, cool. And that's why it's... It is what it is. Oh, man. That's, so, uh, so it makes sense. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah. But then you also see on the other, they're not allowed to do anything. So they'll have their own, well, even stunts. If you if you have a featured role, you'll have your own makeup artist and your own wardrobe artist. Right. But if they're not doing their job, they can't afford to be seen. They're just sitting down. So like in between takes, just come over just to like move your zip. <laughs> just to show they're doing something. And I've seen one actor literally just had enough. Alan Partridge just f- fucking went off on... Alan uh, Alan Coogan, I was going to say Steve Coogan. Yeah, but yeah. like, and he, you can see like he had so many lines, and he was just trying like, trying to do his lines, doing his lines. I wasn't on stunts like that. We were just like in the back, dressed up, and um, I was with the fight team. But you know, it was just like a stand down day. And anyway, he had so many lines. He was doing it, and this his uh, wardrobe art girl just kept coming in, literally had to tweak something, and he just like, what, what now? <laughs> and she was just like tweak, turning the zip round. See, and then you can see how the actors get above themselves because they're just pampered. Yeah. So, yeah. so everyone's yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So it's a weird. Even like my first that first stunt job, I had like my own trailer. I was like, oh god, <laughs> and like. I sat down on the corner of the couch. You know, like, I didn't, I didn't want to, like, <laughs> relax. I was like, this is weird. And then like every like, five minutes, what do you want for breakfast? I was like, it's all right, I'll get it. No, 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 I'll get it, I'll get it. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that must be weird. I feel a bit weird about waiters in I've restaurants. Got, yeah, I've missed my calling. I, I should have been a stuntman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know you actually chop, have chop. to do things, not just all the food, <laughs> oh. right? Yeah. Oh, I would have had that bit down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. That's so cool. That's a pretty cool yeah, story. I'm just in awe. Yeah. So, uh, what <laughs> was weird. you? What was you working on pre-COVID? Mm-hmm. We try and keep the C word out of this podcast, but it's kind of important in this respect. Yeah. Uh, I was just doing Witcher season two. What? Yeah. Well, uh, it was just um, uh, a mate of mine. He's on the stunt team, and they just said we're going to need some more guys. So then everyone just threw in a couple names, and. Uh, just threw my name so like just in the extended group and uh, I think I'd done that day and then a week later went into lockdown bummer mm. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's had a pretty negative effect on, on what you've been yeah what what you do because you can't get into close proximity and, and things I, I don't know what, how has that been well, for I mean, they've you not, they've not been filming anyway yeah they've only recently started back up yeah. again and well and we're on the verge of potentially closing everything back down again. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. so I've only done two filming days since lockdown. And one of them was a cancellation because they kicked in about COVID the day before. Oh. So that got cancelled. And then last week was the first week we were doing um, a pirate documentary for Netflix. And we were just doing a fight scene in the back. And there was 
first half had. We built up so much momentum for them. I mean, we can just we can just get on to that now if you like. Yeah, sure. So, just to like make it a little bit clearer, Dave, you you it's your stunt team, right? No, no. So we're we're not a stunt team. Right. Okay. Fight team. Sorry. A fight. Team. That's what I meant yes. to say. I have to be careful how I sell this. <laughs> yeah. Um. So again, uh, there's a big bunch of us. Uh, twenty five, thirty of us. Again, everyone was a trainee or is a trainee. And then the ones that aren't training anymore just love to fight on camera. So there's, there's a great area in for performers. So you get the essays, extras, and then you get your stunts. Oh, by the way, everyone hates each other. <laughs> All the categories hate each other. And then you get a middle ground, which is called SPAC, right, which is special action. And years ago, that used to seem to be stunt trainees trying to get experience so you're as you're training at least you're starting to understand how stunts work fighting on camera and that's how you get your experience but all the SA agencies tricked on like oh it's extra money so now like SPAC is literally like we need someone running so like an SA will just come in who can run is SA stunt extra uh, no just, just su- supporting artists supporting you're artists. not allowed to say extra anymore that sounds proper over yeah. the top <laughs> So it's like the sandwich artists in Subway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got that grey zone, and so stunts hate you if you're a spec because they think you're taking their jobs, but they hate essays more. So it's weird that they don't. They'd rather have you there, but it's like just such a cunt. It sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> Look, it sounds like film sets are so fucking toxic. Oh, I was on. A wrestling film, and I was sitting. Me and a mate were sitting there, and this big actor's kids were in the ring jumping around. And someone turned around to us, went, "Watch the kids." So we're just sitting ringside, and these kids are like jumping off the fucking ropes. <laughs> and I turned around and went, "You know, if they get hurt, we'll get fired." Yeah, like, immediate. And I actually thought, "Oh shit, this is like ancient Rome, but without the death." Yeah, I've just become a babysitter. <laughs> yeah. Like, the hierarchy is insane. Can you say who the actor was? After. Cool. <laughs> I love it when people say that on podcasts. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. you're like, oh, man. <laughs> and it's one of those ones where oh, I'd love to meet him. Right. When you meet him, like, oh, you fucking... Oh, that always worries me. Yeah, they say never meet like people you like in that sort of... Except Sam Neill, apparently. Man, Sam Neill, what a nice guy. And um, in Cursed, I got to meet Peter Mullen. Oh, well. Awesome guy. So happy. And like... I try to be professional. I don't, unless the actors talk to me, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Right. And then I'm a big fan of Ozarks and he plays like the hillbilly godfather. Yeah, yeah. Jacob Snell and, and then one of the stunt guys I was with just started chatting to him and I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm going in. Here's <laughs> uh, <laughs> my opening. Yeah. I, was like, I just wanted to say, sir, like, Jacob Snell, me and my girlfriend love Ozarks and Jacob Snell is like our favourite character and he just looked at me and he was like, Ah, thanks, brother. <laughs> nice. I just started chatting, and so it's great when that sort of happens. But oh, motherfucking! Sorry, I forgot the question. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I brought in the guys for cursed. So I was trying to. There's a bit of a gap for obviously fight scene. People don't want to recognise the spac area, but clearly productions can't afford to have a hundred stunt guys. Right. They can't do it. So in the stunt size, is like, well, you shouldn't do the scene. It's like, well, it's going to happen no matter what. We can afford 10 stunt guys and 100 extras, or we can have 10, st- 10 stunt guys, 20 specs, but 
what we're trying to do is break away from the terms back now because it's just like people running around and because we've all paid for the training we've all been training for a long time so our team has been formed to come in for fight scenes but the the, the production studio or the, the studio must be able to justify it because yes. the, it's going to be better on their insurance if they've got trained people in yeah it's just quicker and yeah they can just get to the filming because yeah. you already know how to handle yourself in front yeah. of a camera whereas an extra is going to be a little bit well, they're just—they're going to look amateur. They would look like me, yeah. um, and that—that's not pretty sight. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose extras have got to come in all shapes and sizes. Well, no, I just meant if I was to try and try and mimic something that I was—I was asked to do. Yeah, I'm sure I wouldn't be holding myself right. Like I haven't got even fighting experience. You know, you roll around, you go to the gym. You could take what you do in the gym and bring that to to a camera. Well, apparently not. <laughs> with, with some guidance, like and just say, like we need you to. Like I wouldn't even know how that looks. So so, that, you know, you, I'll be side eyeing the camera all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be forever trying to suck my belly in the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I could throw a punch. <sighs> it's hard. It's really hard to um, get the time in. Like I said, I was just shell-shocked. And I came from a fighting background thinking, I'm going to fucking smash it. <laughs> I'm oh, king I, of this course. I forgot how I'd done a year and a half of European fencing as well. <laughs> so I was like, I had so much background when I thought, they're going to love me. And then after like day one, I was like, oh shit, I'm <laughs> crap. I think I dribbled on that last day. <laughs> but, yeah, I suppose there's a lot of like face pulling. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to be an anger angry. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Face. That's the only emotion I can show. <laughs> But yeah, so we, we came in and so Curse was actually the first time. So when they said, oh, the stunt team sorted out, the riders are sorted out, the, the essays are sorted out, you need people that can sword fight. I was like, I know a person or two. Can you get us 10? I was like, yeah. 15? Yeah, no problem. 17? Yeah, no problem. 20? Yeah. 22? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Bring him in. So the first scene we'd done was. It's either episode one or two. There's like a village scene where it's like, I think it's like a 45 second shot yeah. following Catherine through the village. What you have to do is you recycle your fight. So as the cameras go in, like you've got your fight. And the most important thing is to loop a fight. If you can loop a fight, just make it as simple as you can. You do like six to eight moves and then you just have a natural breaking point. You can back up and then go again. No one can tell it's the same moves. All right, if you're doing two moves, then yeah, it's, it's the same. But again, that's where the performing comes into it. You don't know how long the take's going to be. You, you, It's just going to be like a second. As the camera's moving on, as soon as the camera passes you, you've got to run round to the village to recycle. So this is like recycling your fight. So as the camera comes back around the corner, and again, no one's going to tell us the same people. No, I can't. I've never, I've never noticed. Yeah. Like, only in bad, bad productions. You're like, yeah, I just see that guy <laughs> die. <laughs> I mean, some, sometimes you'll be like, run off the camera grab a helmet, put it on, run back in, so you look like a different person. But So we had to recycle our fights three times for this 45-second shot. And on the rehearsal, again, they don't know my guys that I brought in, so I'm, I had everything in place to make this go forward as a combat team. So we would, so as I said, like the actor has the stunt team, and then we would come in as the immediate background, so we would look better than your essays. So that's how we're trying to sell the team. So we're not stunts, we're not essays, we're just in the middle, but we're not just running around. I mean, we're trained. We're like combat performers. So by... It, it makes sense. It, it, you can almost think of it like a, a picture composition. So you've got your main... Oh, the, yeah. the main composition in the front, which is your actor, or actress in this case. Um, you've got the stuff that's mo like sort of in focus, which will be your lot, because that's the next thing that could draw the, uh, mm. the watcher's eyes. And then you can have just people in the blurred background. As long around. as they're moving, yeah, that's it. 
That's exactly how it works. Yeah. And um, by lunch, it was nailed. And the coordinator like, turned around to me and was like, I like you guys. Everyone's good. Everyone's disciplined. Everyone's nice as well, which was most important to him. And then after lunch, the horses came in. So that is just another way of like horses bombing it around you. It's the other thing. So when you're when you're fighting each other, you got to get your timing right. You've got to know where the camera is, but then you've got to be watching each other's back. The amount of times just grabbing each other out of the horse. Because a rider can only go so many directions. If that's the gap, he's got to go through the gap. And if you're a fight, you just stumble into that gap. You've got to get out of the way. Shit. Or get run over by a fucking horse. Well, that's just it. Yeah, it, it, like, it's it's not like the rider's riding a motorbike. The horse has got its own mind as well. Yeah. So if it just suddenly changes direction because something spooked it in the yeah. way it was anticipating, then... But something like flags, noises, will just like spook a horse. And they're just gone. To the side. It, the craziest case. It always, it always surprises me that they use them as riots in riots with the police. Yeah. Like, how? That is nuts. I'm just going to go home and get my sharp box out again <laughs> and watch it in an entirely different light because the <laughs> yeah. battle scenes in that are mental. There's yeah. hundreds of them and horses. And I, God I think knows it was else. actually in Waterloo. I mean, they used to just kill the horses. Yeah, to they take used to the set trip, down. Wi- trip wise up and apparently, like, but they went yeah, made a lot of horses because yeah. they just wanted that volley, that wall yeah. of fire, and then they all drop. Yeah. So a lot of horses died there, but plus Cavalry's job is is basically just to charge, charge. at the lines. Yeah. Wait, what are we talking about? Like you've lost me. Are we talking in real life battles that yeah. horses die, not <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not in stunt work, no, no, yeah. like in filming shots. In filming, like years yeah. ago, they really? just kill the horses. Yeah. Oh my See? god! <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah. Sorry. Wow, that took a yeah. dark turn. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Now, now they have to put no animals were harmed in oh, the making of this. Yeah, they, they used to just kill the Holy horses. Holy shit! <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to make sure I was on the same page. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. what I thought you meant. But I'm like, <coughs> are we talking real life now? Well, next time I watch Ben Hur, it's going to be an entire <laughs> yeah. different experience. Yeah, but I mean, the, the team I, I ride with, um, their horses are amazing. The funniest thing is like, they can even understand the word action. So sometimes you can't even say action because they are ready to go. Wow. They they know camera set, three, two, one, action. They understand. But that's when you, that that's what separates the quality. Like when you've got uh, animals, actors like yourselves and, and things like that that have got the training, have got the experience and can just do the job yeah. on as little effort as possible. Production teams are going to love that. Yeah. Because they're, they're not, they can just focus on, their, everyone can just focus on their jobs instead of having to yeah. chase each other around. And you, Yeah. It, especially with fighting because it's the dialogue and fucking actors' expression from 20 different angles is more important than like a couple of details like some fighting. Sometimes they don't get that. You know, if you bring, all right, a bit more money, but you'll get it done in the first, in like a couple of takes. Going back to this one take scene, after lunch, the riders came in. I'm so glad I wasn't a rider on that day. Because that would have been my first day and it was just like, these guys are so good. Just flying through is just chaos. But timing it as the camera was turning round, like flying through. Yes, yeah, sound, uh, sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then an hour later, we're done. And like, sorry. <laughs> That's when he turned around to me and was like, mate, you guys are great. And I said, I've got everything in place to make this legit. And he's like, why haven't you done it? I said, well, I wanted you to see the quality first. And he's like, do it. So, That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm literally amazing. in awe right now. Yeah, I, I'm sitting here just gobsmacked. How, how do you sleep at night and not go, I get paid to do that? That's <laughs> <laughs> Again, like when it works, it's great. Uh, when you get those shit jobs, yeah, just crack on. But this is why like, if you're going to do a shit job, you may as well do it with your mates, then it's not as shit. Very true. <laughs> 
So then the team, they got straight onto a Mark Wahlberg film. And again, the weird thing on that one, because it was like a big production, because you're not in the register, so you're not in the, the circle. Mm-hmm. I hated that one because, again, it was like, well, you're, you're this on the list. Fuck off over there until we need you. Mate, one time I got on the bus. Get, this isn't your bus. Get the fuck off. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. Mate, it's ter- Like, the way some people treat it is terrible. That is bad. Like... So, especially the category that the team are in. That's why I much prefer, like, the smaller jobs and the TV jobs because, obviously, like, the bigger the production, the more prestige. But what's nice is now, like, most of the TV stuff is almost as good as film now anyway. So high quality. Yeah, like... Game of Thrones changed. Oh, shit, yeah. Well, even if I think back to, uh, I think it was Daredevil on on Netflix, there's one scene where he's having a fight. Is that the uh, way that was a fight in the corridor? yeah. Yeah, the one take... Like yeah. the camera's just going down and everything. That's epic. <coughs> like, yeah. The whole that, show is. It's brilliant. So but that was the first time I think I ever saw anything like that where it was so well uh, structured and I just, it worked. It was yeah. so good. So, it, so good. Can actually see when he's swapping out for the double, the stunt double comes in, takes the fall, and then there'd be a reason to pass him. Then when it comes back, they, 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 they play the camera really well. You, you say you can spot that. Obviously, you can because you know what you're looking for. But for, for the most, most part, general people yeah. just watching it and. Oh, I've ruined film. That's why I was <laughs> yeah. just about to ask you, actually. Has, has, has doing stunt work ruined your oh, yeah. like, ability to enjoy a film? Yeah. Because as soon as I recognise someone in the scene, like, oh, shit, it's about to kick off. Um, and like, you, your eyes would just go to a gap or, you know, just one bad punch. That's all it takes. And you're like, ah, oh, look at that. It was crap. <laughs> do you spend more time watching the background now than you do the, the foreground because you're looking yeah. at what other people are doing in a scenario you would be working in, for example? My girlfriend probably gets pissed off at me because as soon as a good fight scene happens, I'll run it back. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will just check the layers. She's got to analyse this. <laughs> but then I've got her trained well because she'll turn around to me we're watching a scene and it's like someone gangster squad. There's a stunt guy who gets shot at the top of the stairs and he fishtails. So fishtailing is falling forward without putting your hands out. Okay. And he does it at the top of the stairs. Oof. So as he fishtails, he goes down the stairs and he earns his money on that one because you see like that must have hurt. And my girlfriend turned around and went, oh, that was a good death. <laughs> yes. She, she sees it now. Um, so what, that's, that's a good one. So when they're doing scenes like that, I, I'm assuming they're padded up, are they? It, the, as long as the if you can get away with it in the costume, it, yeah. Because there's times I've watched it, I'm like, where have they put the padding? Yeah, how, how like that, they... that guy's literally just thrown himself down some stairs. Yeah. <laughs> that's mental. So again, this is like our other job is to die. How you're falling? I mean, if you're not getting paid, if you're not on a stunt contract, you know, I wouldn't fishtail. There's no point. You're not getting paid to do it. No. But there's so many different <laughs> ways how to die. Again, if you get good at it, and like, you just like hit the floor hard, but it looks like you've hit it hard. But find one funny misconception is people think stuntmen are daredevils, and it's not at all because all right, a daredevil do a stunt, fuck himself up, he might have ten more tape on the same thing. I was gonna say they can't be daredevils because no, not at all. they have like they have to walk away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, does it irritate you that Steve O calls himself a, a stuntman? No, nah, well, because I mean, he just jumps off bridges for fun. Doesn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, think of the guy. Who's the American guy who died on the tightrope? Was that Wallander? Carl Wallander? Oh, uh, I don't know. He died on film. He used to put tightropes between buildings and just walk them. Oh yeah, the, and he just fell. There's he a just Joseph Gordon-Levitt played in yeah. uh, the oh. walk. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. So were you the kid at school? You know, when you're playing Star Wars, which it was a, a stormtrooper, so you could just die over and over. <laughs> I just always wanted to sword fight when I was a kid. And then obviously it would get out of hand. <laughs> Five minutes later, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> I was just like, I used to just love sword fighting. 
And again, probably from watching Seven Samurai when I was a little kid. (laughs) So, I mean, it's it's, it's come up a few times, but I just wanted to make sure, let's clarify, what's your favourite type of stunt work? Like fighting, falling, dying? I I, I think we can answer that. It's fighting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, then that's a weird thing, because if you're fighting an actor, then it should be on a stunt contract. But if you're just fighting another performer, then that's where our team comes in, because it's not a stunt. So that's like the weird grey area. But then yeah. the stunts hate you for doing it. Fucking hell. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not on a contract. What a nightmare. I'd love to be a stunt driver. I think if if, if someone said I could specialise somewhere, stunt driving would be my... I'd be like, I'd, I'd like to specialise in stunt sitting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll sit all day. It's just a minefield. A lot of people have tried to do... Well, a few people have tried to form teams like what we're doing, but then... As soon as you overstep or you're seen doing jobs you shouldn't be doing because it's not in your pay grade to be doing that, you're damaging the industry for the stunts because you're doing it for a cheaper rate or for free. Right. So you're still or, do, you're still doing the stunt though. Yeah. Like, I, your product. I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you're, you're it, but then it's production getting a cheaper thing. So this is why our team is so bang on that. If you're not on a stunt contract, we are so careful on what we do and how we do it. Because as soon as I say, oh, can you do it like that? It's like, well, no, uh, we're not on a contract, so no. Uh, that makes sense. Because you have a minefield. You've got to protect your interests as it, well. It covers everyone. And I again, because like, yeah. our ultimate goal is still to get on the register to those that aren't yet. You can only rock so many boats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And again, because and we're so aware of it as well, this is, I think, well, with the first team, we were actually openly making the point of, we're not a cheap stunt team. Like we are just, we are standing our boundaries. We just fight. We just fight each other. We turn up. You tell us how you want us to fight. Tell us the area you want us to fill. That's it. But that shows a really high level of professionalism. Yeah, I like to think so, and that's what we're really trying to do. I've always believed you get what you pay for. So if you pay yeah. a little bit more, you're going to get the better quality. Well, unless you, you know, you buy off wish. <laughs> No, I've learned that lesson and I've deleted my wish account because <laughs> the stuff you get off this shit. Yeah, pretty- <laughs> so, Dave, what's your dream job? I'm a massive Batman nerd, but my favourite's Nightwing. Yeah. So, I'm never going to double Nightwing because he's like a gymnast. But I'd probably say you're a bit too big as well. Yeah. Big as well, and if there was a Nightwing film and I could get in a fight scene, that would be greatest achievement. Main goal. That's a yeah. good. That's a that's a good goal. Yeah, and completely within the realms of yeah. possibility, especially at the moment. Like yeah. they're always making Batman films, yeah. so you think at some point they're gonna. Eventually. Well, the rumour mill was rife with a Nightwing um, film or something, some sort of follow-up. It was like they had the DC, um, what was it, the, the, um, the Titans or something, DC yeah. Titans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, there's, it feels like it's culminating towards a, something Nightwing-related. Hopefully. Yeah. It's just Warner Brothers has just got to stop sticking their nose in. Oh, yeah. I'm recutting everything. Yeah. Are you interested in the Snyder Cut? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I liked... I like Batman v Superman. So did I, yep. I liked the Justice League. So did I, yep. Uh, Justice League was brilliant. I'm I'm really easily pleased, me. Yeah. And I can see where Zack Snyder was going, especially the point of where Bruce Wayne was in his life, if it was turning out that... But again, who was Robin? If it was Jason Todd and he's just died, Batman was angry at the time. So it all made sense, but it just didn't let him deliver. I love that you're a stuntman MMA nerd. That's... Uh, but not on the register. Yeah. Yeah. Just, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. You're a professional dyer um, and fighter. I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, jiu-jitsu has a high, high volume of nerds. Go figure. It's weird. It really is. Oh, 
and and John Wick four. Oh would yeah. be pretty. Well, they're doing five as well at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they could just carry on doing them for life, as far as I'm concerned. Keep them coming. Well, uh, as long as it, it stays as good as. The, yeah, as the long as it because they're getting progressively more and more crazy. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just keep that up, like, like the yeah, Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> I, I must admit, I'm a bit done with that now. Yeah. I was a massive Fast and Furious fan, but I love in the new trailer they've got like the car jumps off a cliff and then a, a, an helicopter comes along <laughs> with a magnetic grappling hook. <laughs> what the fuck? Why not? It's mental. Right, so we're bringing it to an end now. And uh, is this is kind of a question I'm going to ask everybody at the end of these little things, being a horror movie podcast. What's your favourite horror movie? I'm not mad. It could be horror adjacent, it doesn't matter. You don't want on Aliens, so do you count... Yeah, yeah. Uh, all day long. Who didn't like The Shining? Damn, Me. prick. <laughs> <laughs> if you say The Shining, like, there, there's, there's fuck all I can do about it, but... We're, we're done. We're <laughs> done. <laughs> if you say The Shining, you'll be my wife's best friend. <laughs> I think the problem with horror films is most of them always end shit. That's true. Yeah. We, we, yeah. We've discussed yeah. on this car so, so many times. So get to the point of... I actually really liked Sinister One. Yeah, so do I. Until the end when they all like start jumping out the screen. It's like, ugh. Mm, yeah, why? <laughs> I like the idea of that. And it was freaky. It's so why I like ambiguous endings. Have you seen It yeah. Follows? No. Oh, such a good ending. I won't tell you, obviously. <laughs> but it's a brilliant film. It's one of my favourite films. Insidious is another one. That's really good up until, until the Darth ending. Maul turns yeah. up at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Fuck off. <laughs> Terrible. Okay, uh, what was... Um, Woman in Black. Yeah. Why are you walking around? Like, he's just like a magnet to noise. Yeah. Right? It's like a... Di- Go get a fucking sword <laughs> or, or a bat it's like before the, you go over in that it's, corner. It's the Disneyland of horror films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All sweetness and nice. Love it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I said Sinister, so I'll probably go with that. I love I Sinister. But I, I, don't, I don't watch lots of Aliens, probably. Then. So what is your favourite genre? What, what does get your movie, uh, uh, your TV screen? I don't know. I just, I just sort of switch. Like, I'll, I'll go through like a massive Japanese... I love all the. I was obsessed with all the black and white samurai films, the Kurosawa films. Toshiro Mifune, who was like the fact I just said that name, everyone's like, "Oh, I know what TV is now." Um, he was like the John Wayne in Japanese cinema, but could actually do what he's doing with the sword. So um, yeah, all the old black and white Kurosawa films. I think the best choreographed films has got to be the Raid One and Two. Oh man, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, when um. We went, me and my girlfriend went to Bali a couple of years ago. And as a birthday present, she got me a two-hour private lesson with a CLAC Grandmaster. Ooh, wow. Which is the form of fighting they're doing in the films. Like, in his house for two hours. And just trying to, it was amazing. Um, Western film, John Wick. Especially because they're like the first film to really push technical grappling into a fight. Yeah. And they brought in the whole gung fu style as well. I mean, do we not count um, Lethal Weapon and uh, <laughs> yeah. Mel Gibson's awesome, terrible armbar? Oh, man. Like, oh, it's Triangle. Some, Sorry, it's bad Triangle. Ones, aren't <laughs> really bad. I've, I've even tried... Another funny thing with a lot of stunt people is obviously once they've got the grade, everyone's terrified of looking bad. <laughs> so if you're going to learn something new, everyone does it on the download because they don't want to look weak or crap. And like, that, was, that was one thing I could really offer because as far as I know, I'm like the highest graded grappler in country stunt industry, but I'm not on the register, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't count. Disclaimer. Some scum. But um, I even offered a seminar on chokes and throws, or throws into chokes and submissions that would work for camera. Do like a seminar of four black belts. 
no one was interested. What? And like, because it's so technical. I'm interested. Like, people were like, <laughs> but I think no one it, wants to know. It goes back to what I said. Like, people want to see punch because they don't understand what what is going on in the background of a like a good grapple or a good. Like, yeah, but it works in John Wick. You you can watch John Wick. And you're like, oh, okay, right. because he you know because he actually trained properly, yes, didn't he? Because yeah. So you know, and the Machado brothers, just as a bit of context, very fucking good. <laughs> Man, as good as the greatest. Yeah, as right, good as yeah. big and. But it, it's it's again. You, I'm I'm talking from the point of view of people who are looking from the outside in, not from the inside out. So Lame, Lame. yeah, uh, me. And it 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 looks better on camera with punches and throws and things like that than it does with grapples. But I think now not in John Wick. <laughs> but but what I was going to say now with the introduction of um, the UFC, lots of people got into it yeah. and the the exposure that that that's had to to people. Um, I think people appreciate it way more. I know I do. Yeah. Well, it's definitely on the rise, isn't it? Like- yeah. And even just elements of it. So, um, Extraction. Is that one on Netflix? Uh, Chris Hemsworth? Yes, oh, yes, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Elements of where he's That's in the house. Good. He's got elements of uh, technical grappling to like take on the bad guys in the house. Just when I'm not trying to like push like grappling in. You're totally right. It doesn't work on camera. But if you could take elements, it's just something different. But John Wick, I think, was made an amazing job at showing just enough to know how cool it is. But again, I I disagree that it doesn't look good good on camera. I think you just need the right person to demonstrate. The the, the problem is, especially with grappling, is you've got to make it look super flashy on film because in real life, it's not that flashy. Well, exactly. And that's my point. You need somebody like Dave who can come along and say, right, these are the moves that will look good on camera and are actual genuine... They they have an effect in like in genuine uh, grapples, so they're they're legit as well. And I'm just sorry that nobody took you up because I think they they've missed a massive opportunity. There's still, oh, still chance. I mean, yeah. Guy Rich is a BJJ black belt. Yes. Oh, okay. A and legit he, black belt too. And Simon Hayes. Yes, yeah, Simon, Simon Hayes. One of his best mates. He's a composer. Yeah, very high in the um, sound department. I think we're going to see more films bring it in because uh, well, so I think, many actors train. Yeah. Now, like uh, you know, Paul Walker was a brown belt when he died. I didn't. Really? Yeah, yeah. Didn't and he, they awarded him his uh, black belt posthumously because they said he was going to get it, and he was so close to it. They, <sighs> it was on his on his grave. They uh, put it on his grave. Cool. So yeah. Oh, uh, Ashton Kutcher. Oh, Brand really? Be- Brand belt. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember who his instructor is. Someone super famous. Just... Oh, um, the guy from Modern Family. Oh, Ed O'Neill. Ed yeah. O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. He's a black belt, and he who had... the dad. Yep. Yeah. Shut up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he um he has privates with the red belt. Yeah. Every day crazy so, so there's like it just uh, goes to show don't start like you be careful you, you start never, a fight you with never know. you just never just know some of the most successful jiu-jitsu guys are small yeah well like if i showed you a picture of the mendes brothers you'd be like what are they they kill you <laughs> but anyway that's been uh been a great conversation don't mate you, don't? I, i've been in awe this people said you know what do you want to be when you grow up it was always a stuntman when parkour come out it fascinated me like i love the whole action thing I, i'm not built for it but i could watch it all day long so getting the opportunity to, to hear it from your point of view is just been amazing. Like, I've loved every second of it. Yeah, that's, mate. Thank you. Amazing. Again, I'm just a small cog, and yeah, not, but the, 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 the big cogs are no good without the small cogs in the middle. Right, yeah. Setting All the, the cogs have got to be there. Exactly. So, <laughs> well, then hopefully, like when everything gets back to normal, because we team had so much momentum, we just had a lineup. I got a phone call from a production in February, and they weren't filming to July, and they wanted to book the whole team. That has never happened. I've never heard of a team, there's not many teams like us, but to get a call that early to make sure like we're available. It's like so, developing a reputation. Yeah, and 
the hard thing is to stay humble because so many people mess up by like especially in this industry like jumping ahead way too fast and soon start running their mouth that's when you just get your legs chopped out from you and i'm like constantly telling people just just shut up don't talk about it to to the the team but i'd I'd rather us be like a little phantom squad with a reputation yeah and just Get in, get out, and man, I just. But a lot of agencies that are now trying to push through the fight scenes, they're like trying to sell courses. Um, oh, money. Yeah, money, 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 money. Everything's about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing we're trying to keep is like we're a closed group. So trying to maintain a better core team for a better result than just agencies like just piling people in for the extra money. Yeah. So, again, and, and and obviously, yeah, for the extra, like if they're piling people in, especially cheap, it ain't going to look as good yeah. anyway. And the whole production will end up suffering. Yeah. And I've been on those days where you're with like a certain agency, you come in and it just takes that one idiot who got through and it's happened a couple of times and then the whole team have worked so hard from other agencies... Like reputation's done. Man, how, like how he doesn't get kicking around the back of being <laughs> such a tool. Well, some people are tools. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, man. So, thank you. What we do is, uh, you want, you know, once your team's up and running proper and that, and you want to come back on, yeah, and talk definitely, about definitely. more stuff, please. We'd love to have you. Yeah, cool. Thank you very much. Excellent. And I just wish you the best of luck, man, in in everything you do. I hope thank it you. really does pan out. And yeah, I, I'm excited for you. It, it, thank you. It's, like, it's, I just need COVID to fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> so we just get back Grab to where we were going. <laughs> everyone, everyone, please wear a mask. <laughs> Let's get this thing done, shall we? Please. Right, so that's been our first After Horror, After Dark episode. Now we're going to top that. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty know. good. I, I know a few people, don't worry. About <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we talk, we, I'll, we'll I'll be talking. So, yeah, we'll see you uh, next time. I don't know how the hell we're going to win this one. <laughs> like that. <laughs>